This is the TJ Show. I want to say hi to Tony in Mobile, Alabama. Is that you, Tony? It is. Hey, tell me the most exciting thing happening in your life right now. Uh, my job. My job is awesome. What kind of job you have? We need a list of more awesome jobs because we have to work <laughs> way too many hours to have a job that we don't enjoy. I, uh, I do police work. I'm a police officer. You're kidding me. That's great. You know, I love our police. <laughs> Thank you. Tony, uh, what is the coolest thing that you've seen on the force? Like one of the most uplifting, encouraging moments in your time out there? Just getting to help people because, you know, everybody needs that one person that they can just rely on from time to time. And um, you can be that person and you don't even know it. Tell me one of those stories because I know that that's happening all the time. And and you guys are are not uh, generally the people who are bragging about what you did for this community or that community. I want to hear about it right here. Yeah, um, just moments every day where I get to interact with uh, kids, you know, just taking small time out of your day wherever you can uh, just talk to the youth. And and that's really the best thing about the job because you get to uh, shape the future of uh, of our community. Yeah. Tony, I remember vividly, and, and I used to really enjoy it. We used to have these classes where I went to school called D.A.R.E. classes. Yes. And yeah. they, the local police officers would come in and they would tell us about why we shouldn't be doing drugs. And they had these really great examples of what was happening to people and the recovery they had to go through and how we just didn't even want to get started with that. And that always stuck with me. And I was always so fascinated about the fact that they were holding handcuffs and they were all armed and everything. And I have some family members who, who serve on the police force. And so we really appreciate the work you're doing. It's very important. Hey, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you got a dog, an attack dog? I do not. I do not have an attack dog. Do you want one? Not that cool. No, I'm all right. I think I'll leave that to the professionals. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I, I mean, that's a pretty cool part of like, being a cop, you, to have like a, an, but that's only a certain kind of police officer, right? Like you got to go through all that training and know how to use it. Yeah, those are canines. I'm looking more into the motorcycle scene, so. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Well, you're a motorcycle cop? No, I'm looking into it. I really would like to get into it. Oh, man. Can you be a motorcycle cop and have like one of those little tiny things that goes on the side of the motorcycle and you put an attack dog in there? <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> the go. same thing, TJ. Yep. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the side cart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> Tony, that would be pretty cool. I can consult the department anytime. I'm all about animals and humans working together to like <laughs> come together for this Disney movie type thing. So we'll, we'll work on this. But Tony, thank you for turning on our show. I know you've got a lot of things to listen to. And uh, one of the greatest compliments is when people who drive around in cars a lot, like my dad is a contractor and he grew up and and continues to listen to the radio on the job every day and i know police officers are the same way so thank you for choosing our show absolutely and i appreciate y'all uh doing what y'all do thank you tony you You call us anytime you're a friend of the show (laughs) yeah y'all be good all right you too bye-bye Look at that. How cool is that? Hey, Tony. You know, TJ, I was going to let Tony know that you've remained drug-free since those D.A.R.E. classes, except for caffeine. Well, I am I am hooked on caffeine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. They should cover that in D.A.R.E. <laughs> <laughs> they should probably. But I like it, though. Isn't yeah. it okay if I like it? Some people like drugs, too. No, I know. I, but uh, I've, I've, for the most part, stayed away from it. I also had a mom who was like a police officer, and yeah, she would be, yell at me. I'd be scared of her. And she said, what I'll do to you is worse than what the police will do. My mom said the same thing. And so that's why, uh, yeah, we've kept our nose clean. That's right. <laughs> Boring. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kenny. All of a sudden, he's off the phone. Now right, you're talking. Right. Yes, yeah, so I'm back in the room Mr. now. Mr. Tough Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was grabbing a bite to eat with my daughter, Charlie. She's nine years old. 
And next to us, there was a table of what appeared to be teenagers laughing, and they were very loud in the restaurant. And I noticed my daughter got very judgmental and started having a lot to say about them. And so when we got home, I I did a quick interview with her to find out what she was feeling about this table of teenagers. Hey, Charlie. Hello, Dada. Remember when I took you out and we got one of those acai bowls the other day? Yeah. Who was at the other table giggling very loudly? Uh, teenage girls. What do they sound like? <laughs> and you looked at me and you didn't even crack a smile. What did you say? Teenagers. <laughs> what is she, 85? Like, what? Just nine. Why do you think they were acting that way? I have no idea. They just think certain things are so funny. Not amused. How are you going to be when you're a teenager? Are you going to act like that? No. I do not want to act like that at all. Why? I think it's weird. I don't want to um, be like everyone else laughing like... I think she heard a chicken squawk in there somewhere. I remember laughing like that when I was a teenage girl. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like the rainforest. Yeah. Right. Well, it was very loud and no one said anything. If you could send a message to all teenagers, what would it be? As a nine-year-old... Wait, I should probably give her some music for this. As a nine-year-old, if I am ever president, I will make it so no teenagers are allowed to laugh like hyenas. <laughs> because it is annoying to nine-year-old girls and boys. Even your own friends are probably annoyed by your own sound that you're making. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Cool. Thank you for your feedback. I'm going pa- to pass that along to all teenagers. Good. They should hear it. So, very passionate, and I don't know why she what feels this way. What is her thing about teenagers, I don't man. know if a, if a teenager offended her at some point. But then, fast forward a little bit, we are at the playground, and we're running around, our whole family's there, we're having a good time, and what do you see over at the field? A bunch of teenagers, this time teenage boys, okay. throwing a football around. Right. And yet again, my daughter was very annoyed by what she was seeing. Charlie, we're at the park, and what are you seeing again? Teenagers. <laughs> what are these teenagers doing? They're playing ball. And what are they doing? They're just running around like maniacs, chasing each other. Do you want to be like that when you become a teenager? No. Soon to be teenager, but not quite there yet. Doesn't she run around with her sisters like a maniac, chasing each other? Do it's want, okay when you're nine, but not when you're a teenager, huh? Do you want her to feel a certain way about people in their 30s, J-Bo? I don't know. <laughs> she can feel whatever she wants. Yep. She's chasing her sisters around in the privacy of her own home. The teenagers are doing this outlandish behavior in public. It's just unacceptable. Oh, I'm with you, what Charlie. are you, 95? They were throwing this football around, and it was like, I mean, they were throwing bombs. They were and killing it, huh? I turned to my wife, Jess, mm-hmm. and said, hey, I'm going to ask these kids if they'll throw me a ball because I want to try to impress my girls that I could catch a ball. And then I had the thought, the way they were messing around with each other, he might gun the ball at me, <laughs> and it could potentially injure my face or throat area. <laughs> and I don't know how I'd explain that. And, and you, you I talk saw, for a living, so you can't injure your throat. Well, I could just see them thinking it was funny to gun it at this guy, <laughs> and then I get, like, knocked out. <laughs> So I didn't ask, but I wanted to. I wanted to join in. That would have been so embarrassing for yeah. your girls, for sure. No, totally. Jabo, I'm actually quite shocked. Yeah, me too. That you are now one of these people. Yeah. I always wondered, like, how did that happen to them? And well, here you are, 
and it happened to you. Let me tell you, it definitely fragiles the ego. <laughs> so you for came, sure. You came out to your car, parked innocently. Yes. Or so I thought on the street. Yeah. I mean, I was parked in the right place. You know, I wasn't violating anything. I walked up to my car and there's this yellow metal thing around the front driver's side tire. And as I got closer, I realized it was a boot on my tire. And she I had, got a boot. had a few words to say, mainly four letters. Uh, B-O-O-T? Yeah, Boot! sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, and I was upset. I had no idea why that thing was on my car. What did you do, Jabo? So I called the number that was on the little flyer that they put on your window, letting you know, call this number, this is your violation number, blah, blah, blah. Were you a little humiliated as people were walking by? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I'd be too. Like, people kept looking at me and everything, and I'm looking at them like, what you looking at? You're a boot person. Like, mind your business. What did she do? You know? And, uh, oh, man, I, it really fragiles your ego for sure. It really does. Yeah, Kenny. You don't mind when people admire the shoes on your feet, but a boot on your car is yeah. a thing. whole other story. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah definitely. So, so, what did you do? I called the 1 800 number, man. What and did they tell you? The woman on the phone, she's like, Yeah, this is how much you owe. And I'm like, First of all, why is there a boot on my tire? Like, I've never received a citation, a traffic violation. I don't understand why I even have it in the first place. She goes, Well, you actually received a citation back in September and back in November. What? I never received them. What are you Ever doing to get mail. citations? And where, where did they go? Apparently, I ran a red light, which I call junk on. There's no way I'm running red lights. And it's one of those, like, you know how they have the, the camera? cameras. Oh, yeah, Some they places have cameras on lights. Yep, yeah. yep. They went to my, another address that I had that apparently I had an update the city with. Wow. So the lady said, well, it's not my responsibility to update your information that's yours. Ma'am, don't add salt to the wound. I'm already upset. So how do you get a boot off your car? I always wondered, do you have to like call the town? Do they no. come by with a so key? No, so I had to pay the fine, okay, my two citations, and they charge you 100 bucks on top of your citations for the boot. Well, do you get to keep the boot? No! Well, why are they charging you $100 for it? Because they're greedy. That's how the system works, TJ. Wow. Welcome to the life of adulting. So finally pay the fines, including the, the fee for the boot. She gives me this code. I, it's a smart boot, okay? They've upgraded, They've apparently. They've got smart boots? Yes. Nice. You get a code, you put in a little five-digit, hit pound wow. afterwards, and then it unlocks it. It goes, and they have to pull it off, and I threw it in the back of my car, and I was upset the was entire time. Yes, it's like 25 pounds, oh, bro. Oh, man, it's like a dumbbell. Yes, for sure. And then you have 24 hours to return the boot. So I'm thinking- Wait, you got to bring the boot yes, back? Yes, after I paid for it. This is the most humiliating way to deal with people because <laughs> then you got to show up there. Yeah. Did you show up there yesterday? So I go in to take the boot and I walk up to the office. You know when you drop off clothes at like a grocery store parking lot and there's like a metal box and yeah. there's like a bin, you pull the handle down, you throw the bag of clothes in there, you push it in. It oh was just be- so no a metal person. box, no person yeah, no one can talk to. Who wants that job? The people who are bringing back the I don't get the hundred bucks back, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to talk to the people bringing back the boot. So they keep my hundred and the boot. Wow, Chabo. Well, first of all, very interesting. I didn't know that's how the boot worked. We all know a boot person now. Jabo, thank you for... <laughs> J-boot. J-boot, yeah. This Make is sure the- you update your address everywhere you go. Yeah, be careful out there. Everyone's trying to shake us for every dollar we have. I ain't got it. I think I've actually had a change of heart on something, and it might be a life changer for me, Jabo. Oh, that's good, TJ. It's okay to change. I've been sharing with you that a couple weeks ago, I finished reading this book that's just a classic. It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Okay. And I found myself very interested in the author, who's no longer with us, but his name was Stephen Covey. 
And one of the interesting tidbits about this guy is that he was notorious for just taking naps in random places. Oh, I envy him so much. His son was talking about him, and he'd be like, yeah, yeah, my dad. He was just sort of became famous for just finding a spot, <laughs> just lying down and taking a quick nap. And I used to be very judgmental of naps, hmm. but I respect this author so much. I'm like, wow, maybe there's something to this. Why are you so judgmental of them? Yeah, I always felt like it was just a waste of time, okay, and I, I should that. just get my sleep in one chunk right. at night. And sleep is such an important part of our lives. If we want to accomplish any goals whatsoever, sleep is a discipline we must partake in. We All can't right. just skip sleep. No, I agree. Yeah, you need it. So you know, I'm driving home, and I realize I have a really long day, and I'm going to be going out to a dinner, and I've got to meet up with this person and that person. I'm feeling a little tired. So I pull into my driveway at home, and I go, let me see if this works. Could I take a nap? Because I don't want to go in my bed. I, I kind of want to feel like mm-hmm. I'm home without actually being inside. Yeah. You know, and the driveway is the perfect place for that. Not the most comfortable spot, but I don't want to be comfortable. I want to mm. have to wake up. So I set yeah. my little timer on my phone, put my seat all the way back, and I thought, nah, I'll never fall asleep. And before I could even finish that thought, apparently I fell asleep, and I don't remember it. I just passed out. It felt like two seconds later, my phone alarm went off and woke oh. me up. I was like, ah, who did this to me? That I was is like, oh. the worst, though. It disturbs you. I did this to me, and I was kind of pleased with the results. Did you feel rested after that 10-minute that nap? I felt a little bit irritated at right. first because I was like, why did I do that? That was dumb. And then I was like, well, oh, actually, I have a little, uh, now that I'm moving, a little, little extra energy. Your step, okay. And I survived the whole evening that I had, and I actually felt really great. I thought, well, maybe this is a new thing for me. But then I was like, did any of my neighbors see this man passed out (laughs) in his car in his driveway? And I was worried. And then I also thought, well, could I do this maybe if I don't want to be at home? Because I couldn't imagine how humiliating it would be if my wife came home and saw me passed out in our driveway. She would think there was something wrong. She might have a couple words, right? And so I was like, well, maybe I could pull over in like a mall parking lot or at some sort of a Costco or something. But if I do that, I almost guarantee that I'm going to wind up on TikTok. Yeah, other other people might be concerned (laughs) for you too. Yeah, I don't want somebody to take a picture of me through the window and then like I become known as that person. (laughs) I don't need to be known for anything. You're onto something, taking a nap in your car and not going in the house or in your bed. Because I've learned that if you take a nap in your bed, because it's so comfortable, you're more likely not to wake up after your alarm goes off. You'll stay. Yeah. And I didn't believe it when I read it. I was like, that's not true. But then I take naps in my bed and my hour and a half nap turns to a 14 hour nap. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, it is true. That's the problem we're all trying to avoid, Jayba. Camera guy, Josh, you're very disgruntled about the fact that you now have to take naps. Right. So I take them during the weekdays. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Because I just don't get enough sleep. The baby goes down at a certain time and I want to stay up and have that alone time with my wife. And the only way to do that where I get enough rest is to take this awful nap that I have to take in the (laughs) middle of the day. you do it in your bed. Yeah. How do you avoid... Going longer than your nap time. How do you avoid sleeping 14 hours like me? Yeah, Yeah, I've got to make it as uncomfortable as possible. So I make sure the (laughs) windows are open, the daylight's coming in. I put my phone as my alarm on the other side of the room. I keep my socks on. Like, whatever I can do to make it uncomfortable for myself. Bundle up in a coat. You start sweating. Exactly. It's a good idea. Look at what we have to go through in this world just to get enough sleep. It's getting wild out there. But I encourage you to try it. This is the TJ Show. This is the TJ Show. Our producer, Heather, was driving up the highway on the East Coast. And you've been puzzled by this for days now. And I I like when people get puzzled, but they don't care enough to, like, figure out what's going on. (laughs) And now you, you brought it up, and I'm like, yeah, that is puzzling. 
Tell us what happened. Yeah, I usually just ask other people. I don't bother to look things up. It's um, too much work, it right? It is a lot. Um, have you guys heard of the uh, chain called Bucky's? Yes. Right? It's like a gas station. No, don't you dare disrespect it. <laughs> Not just a gas station. What, what is Bucky's? I it don't know what that is. It is a glorified store. They happen to sell gas. Okay. Like, you go get gas there, but it's like a destination spot. You can get merch. You can literally buy things for your home. You can get smoked brisket, pulled pork sandwiches, Ooh, roasted what? nuts, a smoker, a grill. I mean, it is... An, a gas station? Yes. It is <laughs> amazing. And... They have the cleanest bathrooms. I've been to two different ones, one in Texas, one in Florida. They have the cleanest bathrooms in the world because they have people there. So once you get done doing your business, they go in, they wipe things down, they make sure that the counters stay dry. It is glorious. Well, you've got me sold on the clean bathrooms because I noticed, and I've shared this before, when my daughter Noah was potty training, we were driving up a highway and, you know, she raises her hand, and I'm like, okay, you know, and you just want to get her to a, a potty. And we pulled over at multiple rest stops, and every one was disgusting. And it's gross, yeah. And, you know, there's a store that I love. There's a grocery store, and uh, it's called Trader Joe's, and it's right. in some parts of the country. And their bathroom is always so beautiful and so clean, and they let you use all the soaps from inside the store. And I actually look forward to going to the bathroom. Sometimes I just save up to go <laughs> to, to go, Trader huh? Joe's. Yeah, and it's such a difference maker. So when you describe that, and it's interesting that you remember that, because it does cut through to the customer. You, When you go to Bucky's, if you get the chance to, you are going to be in awe. Your life will be forever wow. changed. That's a that's high praise from you, J-Bo. Yeah, it's Because you amazing. don't mess around. No, I do so not. So what, what is the confusing issue about Bucky's? Well, yeah, because I've only seen Bucky's like on TikTok and social and stuff like that. I've never actually been to one because there aren't any around our area. So I was driving on the highway and I saw a sign that said Bucky's with a U-turn sign and it said only 580 miles away. And I'm like- only. Why would they put a sign for a store that's not even, it's, only, it's like eight and a half hours away? That's is like that a like, work day. You can do that. But do you think that's like genius marketing or do you think that's like ter- a waste of money? Mm. Do you know what I mean? A Bucky's conundrum. What does think, it mean? Yeah. Google this, Kenny. Yeah. You know, you could have just Googled it. I could have. I wouldn't, but I could have. <laughs> but why waste sure? the energy? Let somebody else Google it yeah, wait, for you. We so have a Kenny. Why would they put a sign 580 miles away and tell you to turn around? Well, it's a good point. Um, Well, from what I'm seeing here on the internet, uh, a spokesperson said that they do not envision a store in that area in the near future. However, he said, we typically will, years in advance, start putting billboards in locations where we think our future customers will be. Oh, interesting. So they're plotting and planning. So they start marketing to an area early, years before. So check this out. The company first advertised in Florida about a decade before opening there. Its closest store before that was 2,000 miles away. Who are these people? <laughs> so I have to wait a decade to get a Bucky's? Or well, you can drive the eight and a half hours. <laughs> you know what? I would. I think I would, actually. I've seen it on TikTok. It is. It looks amazing. That'll get here much faster than 2034. Right. Yeah, now you know, Heather. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Aww. Kenny. This is the TJ Show. I want to say hi to Travis in Fort Walton Beach. Travis, you're sitting outside of your workplace right now. Correct. You're calling us before you go into work. What a great honor. We're in a very sacred space in your day. There is. What do you do? You like your job? I, I do enjoy my job. What kind, of, stressful, what kind of work is it? I work at UPS. Oh, I love our UPS drivers. You guys, I don't know how you get everything to where it's supposed to go, and you know, you don't lose packages. It's very impressive. And every time you show up to my house, I get really excited. That's good. 
Travis, do our best. How did you find our show? Uh, entertaining. Yeah. Better than some of the other gibberish that they play every day. Oh. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, thank yeah, you so I much, mean, man. Guys, we're better than the other gibberish. Hey, I'm okay with that. Uh, Travis, thank you very much. Do you mind if I put that on an encouragement card and I hang it on my office wall? Absolutely. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> I'm it. I'm looking at it every day. I try to find encouragement everywhere I can find it. All right. This has been great, and enjoy your day, and thank you for the work that you're doing every day. We appreciate you. Appreciate it. You too, guys. All right, have we'll a great care. day. You too. Guys. Yeah. Did you hear what he just said? Oh, Yeah. I don't want to get too high and mighty here, but he just told us that we are better than some of the other gibberish that's on throughout the day. Yeah, put it on a shirt. Mm -hmm. What's impressive? You have no idea how timely that is, you know? Are you feeling down? Do you need the encouragement? No, I was actually nervous about today's show. I had this incredible plan. There's a guy, one of our listeners, of course, who he went on a date with a girl. And we were going to do an update to see if he was going to go on a second date with her. Stop it. No, but Jabo, listen to what happened. This is the craziest thing. Stop. So the the woman that he went on a date with, she got an extra role in a Hollywood movie. And she couldn't be on... It was just... He just said we're better than the other gibberish. Well, no, no. I'm not saying it's better. I kind of was looking forward to that segment. And now, you know, but what he said actually makes me realize maybe we could do something... Else, you know, I heard that on other radio shows and I really liked it. No, it's and I, all wanted, right. I wanted to do it here. We can stand apart, it's okay. It's oh, all right, man. I'm feeling uplifted. I'm gonna write that down before I forget it. Okay, better than the uh, I'm not kidding, I do this <laughs> other gibberish. I'm gonna tape that to the wall. You see my wall. TJ likes to journal, he's gonna be journaling all day about how we're better than the other gibberish. <laughs> I mean. Listen, in radio, we will take whatever compliment we could That's get. That's right, I'll take it. It's a starting place. It is. You know, we're new in a lot of cities, and some people hear it, and they go, what is this? Well, just note that one day, you too will think that we sound better than the other gibberish yes, on the we radio. we hope you do. Yes, producer Heather, you want to add to the encouragement? Go ahead. Well, I get told a lot that I have a face for radio, and I just take that, and I just run with it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you run with that. I, uh, I, you have a face only a mother can love. Ah, uh, just kidding, Heather. You're beautiful. We're very... Happy to be on your radio, and we love our Travis. He's awesome. Great I love guy. It. Thank you, know, you, Travis. I mean, think about how complicated that must be. You get a truck full of packages, and then you got to figure out like where does it go. Yeah, <laughs> I, they have labels, but like, do those really work all the time? Not, I don't know. Not I've only never... that, but you have to like work in the rain and the snow. Yes, exactly. Hurricanes and That's the heat. Right. So I'm thankful you have for to UPS. Concentrate and focus while all that gibberish is playing in the truck. Right. That's right. That's tough work. <laughs> yeah. I got into a conversation with my, don't, don't tell Travis, my mail carrier yesterday. I think they're all friends, but I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a conversation about the weather. He said, wow, what a nice day. And I was like, yeah, I know. And that was the end of it. And <laughs> that small we, talk that you we love. We connected. Huh? Yeah, it was, it was very special. This is the TJ Show, and let's welcome Sharon in Pensacola, Florida, onto the show. Hey, Sharon, is that really you? Hi, TJ Show. It's me. So you called the phone number, 302-303-1151, and it worked. You actually got through. I always say it's your passport to get on the radio. Took a while to answer, though. Oh, sorry about that. Let's blame that on Kenny. <laughs> yeah, okay? that's my bad. Um, Kenny, get on your job, okay? Look what you did. <laughs> Yeah, you kept uh, Sharon waiting here. Sharon, tell me a little bit more about you. What is the most exciting part of your life right now? 
taking care of my 101-year-old mother, who is Aww. still in her, in her right mind and witty and smartest ever. That's beautiful. Wow, that is incredible. Sharon, you know, I have a 94-year-old grandpa, and I don't know, is she single? Hey. See, she's single, uh, but she says she's not going to date a man younger than her, so he has to be at least 102. We talk about oh. that all the time. Oh, man, really? <laughs> I was... she's, not a, she's not a cool girl, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. Sharon, you know, I'm just looking for uh, for some love for my grandpa. and All right, that's fine. Well, it's not going to be your mom, but I love that you're hey, taking... I'll... I'll go out with Grandpa. I'm into older men, okay? Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sharon, you know, you uh, you sound like you are so happy and uh, it's so awesome that you're taking care of your mom. You know, some people don't talk to their mom anymore. And it's so sad. I know. How could you not talk to the person that gave you life? I know. It's unbelievable. Now, I do get calls from my mom sometimes and she sounds like what I would expect a 101-year-old to sound like. You know, she's very she's very down uh, on the world, and, you know, the world can sometimes be a challenging place. What do you do to handle this world every day? Like, it seems like there's information getting spit at us a million miles an hour, and a lot of it is so depressing. How do you personally handle it? I pray a lot. Mm-hmm. I believe in God. Mm-hmm. We do two prayers a day. We have a prayer line at 6.30 in the morning to 7.30 daily. And then at home, we do a five o'clock family prayer daily. Wow. So Sharon, it helps so much. That's interesting you say that. I feel the same way. We got a lot in common. Yeah, me too. Do you want to join our prayer line? I'll give you the number. Hey, listen, you can never have enough, right? Absolutely. You know, when you start looking around and the world's not solving the problems, you start to scratch your head and go, well, where else can I find that? Is there any other problem solver out there? Mm-hmm. Other than God, no. That's right. Well, Sharon, we are so grateful that you found our show. And uh, we're, we're so thankful that you're spending this time with us. Thank you for inviting me to spend the time with you. You're welcome. I like you, I like your show. I mean, I, I, I enjoy it because you have a, a different genres of music and it's just a nice, pleasant little show. I like it. Oh, wow. Well, Sharon, we're going to make sure the bosses hear that one. All right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for tell them Go to give you guys a raise, both of you, even though Kenny didn't answer that phone on time. <laughs> oh, and, and don't forget Jabo too. Yeah, I want a raise, too. Absolutely. Tell them, everybody get a raise, and I'm not <laughs> talking about raise your hand. Tell them you want some money in the check. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> hey, you're an amazing agent. We got to talk. This is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Be blessed. All right, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye now. How cool is Sharon? Yeah, she's awesome. So sweet, man. I want to meet her mom, 101 years old. If you're listening, so much Sharon, wisdom. maybe your mom can call us next time, too. That would be awesome. She's probably got the best chocolate chip cookies ever. Oh, yeah. What, the mom? Yeah, the 101-year-old grandma. Oh, oh yeah. She's yeah. been making them forever. Okay, yeah. Well, I don't want to assume in today's world where everyone gets offended that she's a baker. <laughs> no, nah, I'm she, sure of it. She may not be. Not every 101-year-old is a baker. Some of them live extra long because they're not wasting their time <laughs> making cookies. They okay. go buy them at is the store. Is that the secret? No, nah, I don't know. I'm done cleaning. I'm done cooking then. <laughs> This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what's happening on the planet today? There's a business. They're a commercial real estate company in Texas, and they've been experimenting with pumping a special scent into their office's heating and air conditioning system. They plan to roll this out at 20 other office buildings and apartment complexes across the country this year. 
They say that this tactic has been long used by luxury resorts. Essentially, mm. they want to associate a positive smell memory yeah. with going to work. Well, think about the opposite of that, right? When you get a really bad smell, Oof. maybe in the car mm-hmm. after a dinner night or something, and mm. how bad of a mood does everyone get into? Yeah, so definitely. So imagine the opposite of that. Maybe that we take for granted. That's a big win. I remember when my mom was selling her house, the real estate agent told her to bake cookies before showing. Yeah. So then people walked in, what they smelled was, was cookies, and they took that with them. They took mm-hmm. that scent with them. This is something that we need to create. You know, I think you're tapping into something. You remember I was telling you I bought that incense because I, I won a white elephant gift exchange about yeah. three months ago, and it was like a Christmas tree incense? Right. Do you know that I bought replacements because I love the feeling mm-hmm. and the smell so much? Right. And I just light it randomly. I was never really an incense person. No. And it just found me. Yeah. And it's and it made it, you feel good. Yeah, I want to keep good. it around. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, listen, these are great mood enhancers. I love it, Kenny. Yeah, the real estate company said they wanted an aromatherapy that can enhance worker well-being. They said each note was thoughtfully selected to ensure that walking into this office space created a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's figure out what our TJ show scent is going to be. Something with sandalwood. I hope it's not musk. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right, Kenny, what else do you have? Shaquille O'Neal has done it again. You may remember we reported on this back a little less than a year ago where Shaq helped a high school student athlete find shoes that fit him. The kid was quite big and had shoes even bigger than Shaq's, Mm -hmm. who wears a 22. Well, now he's done it for 16-year-old Jorel Bolden. He's six foot five. He weighs 380 pounds. He wears a size 23 shoe. That's awesome. Yeah. So Jorel's mom recently told a local news outlet about her struggles to find her son's shoes that fit properly, and that caught the attention of Entertainment Tonight, and they hooked Jorel up with Shaq. Hey, he's got yeah. the connection. Shaq is so generous, man. He'll walk into a store. It was actually a legit story. He walked into a store. Kid was crying over some shoes. Mom couldn't afford it. So Shaq bought the the kid the shoes. He's very generous. Seems like a really cool guy. Yeah, they talked on FaceTime, and Shaq told them that they could expect some goodies in the mail. And speaking of generosity, J-Bo, a few days later, Jorel received three boxes of clothes and 20 pairs of shoes. That's amazing. Wow, so he'll have him for a while. He'll have him for a while. Not only that, they've also started a GoFundMe for Jarrell because he really does need custom shoes, Mm -hmm. and they cost a lot of money. From what I understand, the GoFundMe has raised $12,000 so far, and that money will go towards making those custom shoes that Jarrell needs. Jaybo, you're such a huge uh, shoe enthusiast. Right. Have you ever thought about getting custom shoes made for you just for fun? Man, I would love that. I really would. You would? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. For sure. Well, now we got an idea for mm-hmm. J-Bo's Christmas well, list next year. pool our money. <laughs> shoes are expensive. Y'all better try to go fund me, I'll tell you that. Yep. Kenny, what else do you have? The FTC just announced yesterday that it's suing to block the $25 billion grocery chain merger of Kroger and Albertsons. Mm, I'm glad to hear this. I think the more separate we can keep these companies that are supplying our food, the better. I know you can go down a whole lot of rabbit trails with this, but you think about like some ways we're ordering food on the internet and how that connects to certain grocery stores. And it's like, do we really want to give a large portion of the control for us to be able to eat to just a few companies? Does that ever work out? Could that work out well in our world? I don't know. We could be at a disadvantage for sure. 
Yeah, these are big companies. Kroger's and Albertsons are the second and fourth largest grocery store chains in the United States. They're responsible for brands like Fred Meyer, Ralph's, Safeway, to name a few. Love them. If they were to get a successful merger, they would control 15 to 20% of the entire grocery store market, Mm. which is a lot, and the FTC would not like that. When I hear stories like that, I feel a little bit of hope, like the checks and balances are still in order. Right. And obviously, I don't understand all the nuances of this deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's innocent, but I sort of jump when I hear that. Grocery stores, combining sure. forces. It's like, yeah. well, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of having multiple options for food. Yeah. Kroger and Albertson, their argument is that they employ mostly unionized workers, unlike Walmart, Amazon, or Costco. And this merger would accelerate their position as a more compelling alternative to larger and non union competitors. Kenny, what else do you have? A dog and his owner that were separated tragically after an avalanche in Colorado have been reunited. The dog was missing for more than 11 months. It's amazing to me. Another one of these stories where a dog, you think it's gone and then it shows up. Hey, what's up, puppy? It's so good. Welcome it's back a great to the vet. Story. You fought a raccoon and you won. Wow. A fox too, but you're such a cute little puppy. Sorry, that's what I would say if I found my dog <laughs> after well, a year. They found him using expert dog trackers who set up trail cameras and tried to lure him with food. Um, the owner himself was actually injured quite seriously mm. during this avalanche, and they set up a GoFundMe to help him not only with his medical expenses, but to help him track down the dog. So amazingly, Great the two are back together and doing fine. Kenny, what else do you have? A medical school in New York City just received a $1 billion donation from a former faculty member, and it looks like students at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine won't be paying tuition for a while. So it just covers tuition? That's what the plan is for this donation made by Dr. Ruth Gottesman. She's 93 years old. She spent 55 years as the chair of the school's board. Her husband, who recently passed away, David Sandy Gottesman, was an early investor in Berkshire Hathaway. That's Warren Buffett's company Mm. and a longtime friend of Warren Buffett as well. She said, I'm very thankful to my late husband, Sandy, for leaving these funds in my care. And I feel blessed to be given the great privilege of making this gift to such a worthy cause. Man, That is a blessing to receive that. Go to school, not to pay tuition. That's awesome. You imagine you're lined up to go to medical school and then you find out, oh yeah, it's free. You can just focus on your studies. It's amazing. That's great. Yeah. They say students in their fourth year this year will be reimbursed for the spring 2024 semester. Wow. Bring it on. (laughs) In August, when the fall semester begins, all students will receive free tuition. That's incredible. That's amazing. Kenny, what else do you have? Swimmers were surprised to see a new friend in the pool with them at this recreation center in Ontario, a deer crashed through the window of Mm. this rec center and then dove into the pool. A female deer? Ray, a drop of golden sun. That's what came through when they went through the window. <laughs> yeah. The, the, you know, my all-time favorite video on the internet is when that, I think it's a barber shop or a, hair, like salon a hair salon yeah. on Long Island in New York. And everyone's just like doing their thing, mm-hmm. cutting hair. You know how quiet that gets. Yeah. And a deer plows through the window, yeah. runs in the back, shampoo bottles fly everywhere, and people are freaking out. And then it leaves. Through and the I, door. Right. I think everyone's okay. Yeah. Breaks the window and then breaks the door on the way out. The witness who filmed all of this for 
all of us to enjoy, said her son's swim class just let out when the deer jumped into the pool. Her video starts with the deer diving into the pool while being chased by the recreation center staff. A local official said the deer broke through a window and was safely returned to the Good. outdoors uh, by staff. And the pool has been closed just to make sure there wasn't any broken glass or anything like that. Yeah, it's really sad when yeah. the deer is not okay. Because yeah. I want the deer to be okay. Mm-hmm. But there's something about any animal in a place that shouldn't be, yeah. particularly inside with humans. It's just, <laughs> it's just funny. It's you, entertaining. You hope they're not afraid and they're just having a good time. And then they leave. And yeah. They go back into yeah. the wild. No harm, no foul. Kenny, thanks for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 